Yappa dappa doodles. No. Let's start over. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Yappa dappa doodles. <laughs> yeah, the confidence you, really sold it that did time. Did you want me to go again or? Uh, sure, we can try again. Okay. Reset. Position one. Who are you? T- what? Who are you talking to? The guy with the oh, clacker. Okay. Got the clacker? Yeah. You know, like in a film set. I thought clacker. you were talking about the the guy with the boom mic. No, the guy with the clacker, because he is the one that clack. Oh, I'm. So you're the one that's clacking. I'm the one that's clacking, so I'm saying reset. Yeah. Okay. So. Yibber dibber scabbers. No. Try again or we're done. I think, I think we're done. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to We Like Stuff and So Should You. Um, this is the show where we talk about stuff we like. Look at you go. Yeah. Ooh. I'm now getting on top of it this time. Yeah, just like the fact that we're recording not... 10 minutes before I have to submit this. And also not in right in the morning when I wake up and not right before I try and go to sleep. Yeah. So I'm not tired right now. Look at us go. Which is very nice. Yeah. Um, My name's Melissa, and by I'm, the way. And I'm Brenny. Ooh. By the way. Why? Together we make Melba bread. Superior <laughs> form of gluten. Uh, what is Melba? Isn't that that crispy? It's like... Melba toast. No, I know. Yeah, it's like little crispy toast. Okay. Which are really weird, and they don't yeah. taste good. They're so dry. So they're dry. Like, they're like the worst form of crackers. Yeah. There's worse, but I do know what you're saying. But like, There's what, what, what way is drier worse? ones. Are those, you like, sure? Yeah. Because they're those so big, hard, though. Those big, like, um, those, like, rye brand crackers that are, like, this big. Oh, uh, well, that's basically the same thing. It's that's not. not. Melba Toast way more, like... Crunchy and small. Okay. I feel like if you put like like a good topping on it, it's easier to eat. Whereas but like the, those other crackers. But you just put toppings on that, and it's the same. Uh, Brennan, 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 Brennan. We'll do a taste test. I'm gonna buy Melba toast, and I'm gonna buy those other crackers. No, we're going to get find someone who likes them, and then they're gonna buy it, and we're gonna taste it. Because I, if we buy it, we're, we're just buying gonna, it. We're just gonna throw it out. No, we're I like those big crackers, even though they're nasty. They're good. So you like the worst one? Well, I don't like it. I guess I just think it's good for you, so I try and eat it. It's good for you? Yeah, those are good. The big rye bran crackers. Why are they good for you? Because they got rye bran and other ingredients. You have no idea what you're talking about. It's It's like if you're gonna have a cracker, that's a good for you cracker. Okay, I I trust you. I don't know why it's good for you though. Okay. No one does. Okay. Uh, I'm kidding. Someone knows. I'm sure somebody knows why it's uh, why you're basically talking out of your butt. But um, that's what I always do. <laughs> there you go, talking again. <laughs> wow. Uh, we are broadcasting through the facilities of Star Radio. <laughs> 92.7. CFFFFM. Right. That sounds good. Yeah. Hey, I did it. Um. Do you have a little like to start us off? I do. My little like is, um, well, it requires, it's not that big of a, I'm trying to decide how to, like, start it, how to start it. Yeah. It's really not complicated. I don't know why I'm making a big deal of it. All right. My little like is the look that athletes.
athletes have on their face at the Olympics when they achieve something that they've been looking forward to achieving. Um, like the immediate, like, crying almost. Like, yeah. Yeah, Brenda and I have had the Olympics on in the background. I don't really care too much about the Olympics, but it is fun yeah, to, like, to watch athletes do these, like, really incredible things like the weightlifting is really cool i like the gymnastics a lot like Um, inherently the like i'm keeping track i well i'm barely keeping track of like how many medals canada has but like i'm not rooting for anybody i just want to see who's winning yeah it's just like unfortunate the like racism and the The, the full nature nature of the expenditure that goes into the olympics there's a lot of things that are wrong with it but also to see these athletes have an avenue to really like test their skills and show themselves and also i find that like a lot of athletes seem to like really be taking care of themselves this year as well like simone biles who took a break and that's really i'm really proud or happy for her because i guess yeah yeah, like she went to she she was straight up about to like do a bunch of gymnastics and then after she did it like once she just like stepped off and was like no yeah no not for me not not this year sorry yeah and it's like she is really taking a break for her own mental health and it's just it's um really really so important because the stunts that she's doing are super dangerous so it's really awesome to see her taking care of herself and all the other athletes too like knowing their limits and not yeah. and not like pushing themselves too hard um yeah it's really awesome to see those things about the olympics and yeah we were watching it yesterday and these people weightlifting and when they reach and they finally get that weight up in the air um Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially when it's really heavy and you know it's something that they've been working towards to see the look of like excitement on their face or the excitement of anyone if they've won a medal everyone's so excited yeah it's, it's just like it's a really nice thing to see and you like you find you find out the scores in real time so like as soon as somebody lifts or does their performance within like after everybody's finished or like as the last few people are finishing you know based on your score whether or not you're getting gold silver or bronze so like as soon as somebody like does well or not then everybody starts reacting because it's like oh the last person can't get gold based on their scores so i know that i have it and then like it's yeah it's 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 like that culmination yeah um my my other favorite thing kind of tying to that uh typical um like reporter or announcer style uh especially when simone biles Um, when she just bailed, everybody, like, the two people that were talking, they were like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm so curious as to what happened, like, I hope they're okay, uh, and then, like, today when we were watching something, um, some, one of the other reporters or whatever were, excuse me, talking about what Simone did, and was like, you know, um, she took a break for her mental health and, like, her own well-being, and she made that hard decision, and, um, that's good. It's good that, like, the fact that other, like, the other people in the, uh, uh, system? That's not the right word. But other people are, like, commending her and being like, yeah, like, the Olympics are great, don't kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Let's just, like, like that That should be the standard. Let's not especially do that. Especially because, like, I feel like Simone Biles especially has a lot of weight on her. Like, to, pressure. 
like perform because of the fact that she's like such a groundbreaking gymnast and has done like all of these things that are way before her time like no one can beat her isn't she and like 19 or something she's 24 oh okay when she start like she started like sec- like six years ago she started ago, right? a, a long time ago okay cool, cool whenever you start gymnastics uh, when you're young like I guess. 12 or 14 or something i don't know People start it when they're like five. Right? Look, look. That's... I did gymnastics when I was like five. I mean, and then I never did it again. Well, I was gonna say like as a activity, that's fine. But I know like some people are training mm-hmm. since that age, and that's different. But you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my little like. What's your little like? Uh, similar. Uh, my little like is the faces that athletes make when. They're in the middle of their performance. Oh, very um, good. So wh- one of the best things that you can do uh, for yourself and everybody involved is to literally just like Google search or image search um, uh, Olympic diver faces. Um, actually, that should be it. Olympic, di- uh, Olympic divers faces. I'm going to look that up right now. I don't think I've ever seen that. Well, so when they're when we were watching some of the diving, I saw it then, and I was like, "There it is." Um, but when you really take like, like full-on snapshots, there's no video. You don't see them like oh. grin and bearing it as they're trying to rotate their bodies oh, and keep their yeah. It's the best. It's it's so good. It's so incredible uh, because when you're trying, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. The like the speed at which people are moving and like because they're spinning, their skin is just kind of, like especially in your face, your skin is like the less taut. Um, so yeah, you're just you're just all you're focusing on is how your body is like tensing and rotating. Um, so your face is just not a nightmare. And please go look this up as soon as you can. If you can do it while you're hearing this, you will have a great time, Melissa. I, I, like, I'm actually surprised that I've never talked about it or like never showed you this. I did not know that you didn't know this. Yeah, um, I've never seen. Yeah, it's just because like it doesn't matter what your face looks like as long as your body is doing what you want it to. Um, and, and I feel like your bo- your face is the least thing that like you're worried about in that moment. Exactly. Um, and like the other. <laughs> The other, like, so when even when you're, like, weightlifting... Weightlifting is, like, a given because you're just, like, pushing basically with... A lot of these people just look like they're really trying to take a dump. <laughs> and they really can't. They're just, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their teeth out being, like, grinning and bearing it. <laughs> Especially when they're, when they're like, like, doing tucking. somersaults. Yeah. They're just, like... Um, and, but, yeah, like, even when... Double dump. But when you have, like, gymnasts uh, on the... What is it? The horse... What is that thing called? Uh, It's like that big, um, like, rectangular prism that has, like, the two handles on top where you do, like... it's like vaulting. Yeah, but... uh, It has a name. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's called horse something. I can't remember. Um, But, like, when they're trying to do that, you're paying attention to their body, but if you, like, look at their faces, every once in a while they'll, like, let go of... Well, no one's trying to keep a nice face, so it doesn't matter. it's called vaulting horse. Okay, good. Vaulting horse. I knew horse was a part of it. Um... But yeah, they're just the faces that they make because it, the face isn't important. When you're doing things like this, it, it doesn't matter what your face looks like. Literally any activity. Yeah, but like... Running, and the, swimming. So when you're, when you're... If you're not so engaged in that sport or activity, you are more socially conscious of what you look like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not always like, oh, you're always thinking about how you look, but like, 
if you notice that you're making a weird face, you're going to like fix it. And that kind of takes away from the activity if it's very strenuous and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the, the, the major things um, uh, well, that like I, one of the first few things that my brother taught me when I like weightlifted with him um, was that it doesn't matter what you look like as long as your form is correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was huge. Like, and so it does matter what you look like. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, don't, I do. Yeah, like, basically it was like, don't be embarrassed of what you're doing or what your face looks like or how your body is moving as long as it's moving in the correct manner. Um, and even so, like, especially at work, because I'm basically just standing all the time for like four to eight hours, sometimes more, uh, if I work like a double. Um, just while it's, while I'm at work, while, like, it's slow, I will just, like, put my legs up on things and stretch. Um, and, like, I will fully have my butt, like, well, I try to have, I try to have my back to a wall, but, like, I'm just, like, trying to touch the floor. Like, I'm just stretching. And I will just be, like, squatting. people walk in, they're like, hey, this ain't no good life. (laughs) Well, like, like, for the most part, nobody addresses it because... Either they think that it's weird, but they think it would be embarrassing for me to address it, or... Or they think that they have entered into a really weird yoga studio and they're lost. Or, like, they think something's (laughs) wrong, and, like, it's very important for me to just stretch. Like, the social aspect of it, nobody wants to bring it up because it's socially awkward. Exactly, and and that's what I mean. Like, nobody's going to bring it up, and, like, yeah, sometimes I'll just, like, squat down, like, flat foot squat uh, to stretch out... Like everything involved there, like I, I think that would stretch out your like your hamstrings and stuff like that. Anyways, just look up the faces of Olympic uh, Olympians as they're doing their activities. It's really great. What's your first thing? I actually don't remember who won first. I think I did. You did? Oh, okay. I yeah. don't know, but uh, you can go first this time. Oh yeah, I actually um, I actually figured out both things right before we started. Um, oh boy, sorry, I just looked at a text from Cassandra, and, uh, Cassandra, if you're listening to this, this is, uh, I just saw the picture that you sent me, uh, on Wednesday, July 28th at 5.36, just so you know, uh, which was very wild for me to keep my composure, but... Can I see the picture? Mm, yeah, well, uh, sure, hold on, uh, uh very out of context, because I'm not sure what Cassandra has told you, uh, but it's something that needs to be addressed... Later. I can just address it later. I can just address it later. Uh, super out of context. I'll address it later. Um, anyways, my first... <laughs> what does that mean? It, uh, well, yeah. Out of context. Yeah. We'll address it later. Sure, I'm not sure. gonna... I'm not gonna light Cassandra up on air. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my first thing is just taking a shower. Honestly. Hmm. Um, I have been... I don't know if Melissa has been keeping tabs on, like, the wide range of lengths of shower I, I can take. Um, I've usually take, very long. Usually very long. Well, so I was going to say, I, I've, I can take a shower in, like, three minutes if I have to. Mm-hmm. But I, Anyone can. Yes. Correct. <laughs> um, but, like, I enjoy being in the shower. Just, like, for the wholehearted fact that, like... It's cozy it, and yeah. contemplative. It's cozy. You're just surrounded by warm water. It's like the next best thing to like being in a sauna or being in like a heated like hot tub or or pool. a womb. Mm. <laughs> so I know that you're technically right. 
but I've never... I'm sorry, continue. I've never just thought to describe anything. Like, I've heard other people describing things like that, and I'm like, that's weird. I've never, never understood why people would describe things as being in the womb, because nobody knows what that's like. Um, I'm sure we can emulate it, and it might be comfortable. Nobody knows what that's like. And I mean, I don't think having a feeding tube in your stomach is comfortable. That's not the part that people are talking about. Uh, anyways, but yeah, being in a shower is just really nice. And there's like a whole bunch of like wild benefits um, in general. Like, first and foremost, being clean is such a huge feeling. Um, like it's energizing being clean yeah like there like there have been times especially when like i've been feeling bad where it's not like i i smell terribly and this is i i I don't care about tmi or whatever but it's not that i smell bad or anything but it's like i don't feel clean Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna like stick it out for one more day Especially when it's hot out, you get kind of sweaty and then it's Like, immediately, yeah. And, like, depending on the activity, like, I notice for uh, when I'm playing video games, um, especially if it's, like, a super tense thing. Actually, let me look this up because I'm, I'm, I don't want to start saying something and have it be, like, I get garbage. sweaty when I play video games. So, yeah, so... Like, very sweaty. If it's, like, yeah, if it's, like, a high pressure situation or like a difficult thing yeah so there okay hold on there are two types of sweat apparently uh or or sweat glands there's there's something about different types of sweating um there's a sweating that you do um okay yeah so there's there's the general sweating that you do where it's all over your body it's basically to just um reduce your body temperature um, you're, because when, when water, uh, evaporates, it takes heat with it because that's just how therm- uh, thermodynamics works. So it's taking heat from the outside of your body. That's the whole reason why you sweat for the most part. Um, and that's, uh, Ekrin, if I'm pronouncing that cor- correctly, sweat glands all over the body. It's great. Does its job. There's Aprocrin, sorry, Applecrine sweat glands. Apple? Um, limited to the axillae or armpits, and the perennial area, which is hilarious. Uh, for, <laughs> for anybody who's confused, uh, it is a legitimate term. The perennial, the perennial area is the sp- sp- uh, space of skin between your genitals and your uh, butthole. Um, <laughs> but you, there are specific sweat glands there. Um, they are effect. They are specifically like in humans. That's where they mostly are. Um, they are in other animals as well, and they provide cooling for like hooves uh, and like like uh, what did this say? Um, uh, they are uh, effective sweat glands for hooved animals specifically. Um, so, what makes you sweat from those areas? Oh, so uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what exactly, and I don't want to like look this up while I'm thinking about this because my whole thing was showers. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a tangent, but I know I've noticed that with anxious sweats, it's all in the armpit. Yeah, it, like immediately. That's why my armpits are always sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. I understand, and that's a problem to be fixed. And like that's to be addressed. Hey, uh, wholeheartedly. Hey, I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't really sweat a lot elsewhere. And that's fair. I, like, uh, ah. no. Well, no, you're right. But, like, 
Actually, no, you're just right. Yeah, you don't. I was trying to see if, like, I was trying to think and be like, well, maybe, but Sometimes no. Sometimes my hands get sweaty, but uh, that's more of like a like a stress. Yeah. Thing. So, Apoca- uh, sorry, Apo, it's A-P-O, I keep adding an R. Apokin, and there's an R in there. Apocrine uh, gland secrete an oily Just think about it fluid. as apple rind. Okay. That's very similar. Um, it is odorless. But because of all the proteins, lipids, and steroids that are in the uh, this oily fluid, like as soon as bacteria gets there, they're like, sick, this is great. Sorry, you're gonna smell though. Because when you regularly sweat, nothing, you don't technically swell, uh, sorry, smell. It's, it's the armpits that smell. It's the, like, your junk that smells kind of stuff. Um, and there is like a smell, obviously. Anyways, I'm, I'm not talking about sweating. I'm talking about going on a shower. Just going to the shower is is a great time uh, thing, and yeah, because gets rid of that sweat. Yeah, it gets rid of that sweat. Um, even if you don't like use any soap, just to like rinse off, just is great. Um, it makes you feel fresh. Yeah, I, I've uh, I, like I've never been a huge proprietor uh, proprietor of. Uh, growing up of using like conditioner for my hair um, and then like five years uh, no like a couple yeah I'd say like four or five years probably four years ago um, I started using it like every day I used to use it like occasionally why is that? Um, it was just I just it was it was uh, along the lines of because we started living together? no no why? it was not that reason because I always have conditioner? no Okay. So when I went to Diane, Diana, D- ah, I always get that wrong. Uh, Diana uh, at the uh, Unicorn Salon. Uh, yeah, the Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in Peterborough, everybody should go. It's a really great place um, uh, for haircuts and stuff. It's where I always get my hair cut and dyed now, and I refuse to go anywhere else, which is great. Um, but they were talking about how um, you should always just condition your hair. Um, and I've heard that from lots of other people, but like they were the first person that I like incredibly trusted uh, because of how knowledgeable they were and how like any questions I had about what they were doing, they were always like, yeah, this is what I'm doing, this is why. Um, they're all about like consent about like, hey, I'm going to do this now, are you okay with it? it they're just great. Yeah. So th- that immediate trust that I had with Diana, and they were like, hey, you should always condition your hair no matter what. Even if you don't well, like wash it, like in between, you should just condition your hair. And I was like, okay. And I started doing it, and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> it like, um, it's the same kind of vein of uh, the fact that I, growing up, I just used to use rubbing alcohol to clean my face, just to get all the oil off, and then like the the excess skin and dirt and whatnot, like grime. Um, uh, for me, it didn't matter, and I'm sure it damaged my skin to like to hell and back. Um, but for me, it was like, no, this is just doing its job, and I would just put, like, cream on later, like, like face cream and stuff. Um, and when I used to shower, I used to just wash my hair and just leave it, and it would just be, like, a little bit dry, but it was fine. Uh, and then I started using conditioner, and I was like, I never have to suffer. I never have to suffer through bad hair. Um, which was great. Um, and then, so, I, I keep going on tangents, uh, which I'm really... shower adjacent. Yeah, exactly. They're very important to the shower experience. Uh, the other part is that I really love warm, like warm to hot showers, and sometimes I'll just stand there. I'll just stand there in the shower and just like slowly spin. And it sounds really funny to think about that, but it's just like I just want to be in the hot water. Uh, it feels great. 
Um, like like I was saying, it's akin to being like in a sauna. Um, it's great. Uh, like I looked up some stuff. It's like great for your pores and whatnot, uh, especially getting clean and making sure that there's nothing clogging your pores to uh, like to ensure like or to reduce the amount of like pimples and acne you have. Um, if or like because that will help. Some sometimes acne is a little bit more serious, but that will should help. I should say. Um, and then there's even benefits to cold showers, um, which I will always refuse to actively take, but I will choose them for specific moments. Um, so like hot shower is nice every once in a while. Oh yeah, for sure. But like hot showers are great for your muscles as well because your muscles just need like will use that to help it relax. Um, it's so weird to think of your body mechanically, but that's just how it works. Um, and then like cold showers are good for. Um, like circulation which is wild uh I, I didn't look up like intensively so i hope this is correct it sounds correct and i know enough science to be like yeah sure that should be fine um the cold shower like when the cold water hits your body the blood vessels near the near, near your skin uh is basically like hey it's a little bit cold so we're gonna shrink um because i this guess sucks. that's why you put cold on a bruise yeah yeah, it shrinks the blood vessels, stops it from swelling. I didn't think about that. Uh, but when you do that, your body's like, hey, uh, I get that it's cold out. You still need to be warm. Uh, so the rest of your blood is like, oh, let's, let's go a little faster. Um, on paper, that sounds correct. I have no idea if that actually is, and I don't care to look this up right now. It's not that important. But it's just like... It's... Facts with <laughs> well, it's just one of those things where it's like, this sounds correct, and I just looked it up on like a couple websites. A couple websites said the same thing, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, maybe. I'm sure it's fine. Boys! What are they doing? What are they doing? I don't know. I can't get up. I'm detached to the headset. Okay, uh-huh. And Theo's like, that's a little bit too much there, bud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, having a shower is just really great. And, um... Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I Sometimes I just, like, relish having a shower. And sometimes when I'm feeling... Sometimes you mustard it. What's your thing? <laughs> I'm not gonna end it that way, but... Uh, Sorry. That's okay. I'll let you finish catching nope. up. Nope catch up our viewers on the rest of your topic. Uh, the, the other thing I was... Like, planning when I'm going to take a shower... I, I see you. Uh, planning when I'm going to take a shower is almost like an event sometimes. Uh, because it's like... Especially if I was having like a bad time and I just didn't shower for a while. Um, and then I start to feel better, but I still haven't showered. It's like, okay, I'm going to shower when I want to do like a bunch of things that day. So I'll like, I'll just be at like peak for performance the whole day. Yeah. Uh, or like you shower at night and it's like, oh, I'm going to wake up and everything's going to be great. Like I'm going to go to sleep. And it's just, it's showers are great. And like, I know baths are great too. That's going to be a topic for another day. We haven't had... Like, we haven't had just taken baths in a very long time just because we have a shower-bath combo thing. And it's like, it's fine, but I'm too tall and we're just lazy. Like, a bath is a whole activity in and of itself to set up and then participate and then clean up. Whereas a shower is like... In theory, I love a bath. Oh, yeah, you know. Baths are great. But, uh, yeah, just showers. Getting clean, showers. It's nice. good stuff. Um, right in. Yeah. Mayo, I have my turn. Uh, I'm going to... We're going to stop now. I'm going to play 
uh, half an hour of uh, half half an hour of music. Um, if you uh, listen to uh, our last episode on air, um, I forgot to ro- uh, upload our last episode on Anchor, or or, or I guess like, like online on podcasts. Um, so this Monday is going to be when you hear this, it's going to be a double feature because I just forgot. Um, Oh, I, I had a whole bit going because you kept making puns, and then I was going to just cut to the fact that I was cutting to music, and then I was going to cut further to the fact that last episode I played a bunch of uh, Luca, and they actually had a, a new single out that I didn't realize, uh, and because I had no explanation, I'm explaining it now. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, what's your thing? Just let's. I just took up too much time. What's your thing? <laughs> My thing is painting minis. Ooh. Now, you just recent, like relatively recently got into that, like a couple yeah. months ago, right? Yeah, really recently. Um, essentially, my brother got recently got reacquainted with Warhammer. Um, and since then, I haven't talked about this before, have I? I don't think so. Let me look this up. Just talk about but Warhammer, though, or whatever. It seems like familiar to me. Well, you've talked about painting for sure. Yeah, multiple times, I feel like. Yeah. Um, um, uh, going through this quickly painting is there uh, it doesn't look like any minis specifically okay so yeah because it was recent so I didn't wasn't sure yeah um, and so essentially my brother got back into Warhammer which is basically like a um, giant tabletop role-playing type game where you have little miniature soldiers and you have an army um, and it's really like a um, the more money you put into it the, the better you uh, actually better will be, you will be. Um, so if I may my best it, to make it a little bit more palatable for other people because it was difficult for me to understand too it is it is it has it is much more intensive it is similar to like magic the gathering or like a card game uh, but all the cards are these little figures. Mm-hmm. That's and you yeah. just go for it. Yeah, kind of they all have their own like effects and statuses and whatever, and they give you bonuses to I like, whatever. I don't really understand how it works, but essentially, my brother got back into it. He used to love it when he was younger. Got back into it recently, and you get a bonus to your points if your miniatures are painted. Actually, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so he was like, I'm gonna get into painting them. So that he can like get this bonus, and also it looks cool. Yo, yeah, it looks way better. Um, so my brother's been painting these minis, and when I went to visit um, my parents and him, obviously, um, at their place a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I don't know, I don't know what time is right now. Yeah. Um, and he invited me to paint with him, and so I helped him paint some of his minis, and I thought it was really fun, and so I painted a few, and. Um, it was just like a really good time and they turned out really nice. And I was always hesitant to paint minis because I'm someone who prefer- prefers a larger canvas because then it's easier to like, you know, do the details because you have so much space and it's just really big. Um, and so the minis have been quite the challenge, but like a really fun challenge. Um, and so then I got into painting them myself and I, um, firstly, I guess all of this really started like 
months and months ago when Allie talked about dioramas on yes, our show. Yes, yes. And Allie really got me stoked on dioramas, and then this kind of made the mini painting even more, like, enticing to yes. me. And so the first thing that I did is I went on to Hero Forge, which is a website, and you can create D&D minis of your characters, and they're completely customizable. So I made four of my characters, and I ordered those minis, and I've been painting those slowly. Um, and those were super fun to paint. And then I've also gone to a local game shop, and I have purchased minis. Um, I now have six hags of various types. You have six? I thought there were four. There are six. Dang, okay. Um, and I've been painting them. Oh, yeah, because you were showing Allie before. I was like, why are they there? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, uh... It's been really fun because they're spooky ladies, and I love spooky ladies. That's like my favorite genre, mm-hmm. is scary ladies. Um, powerfully scary ladies. Powerfully scary ladies is my favorite, is my jam. So I love hags, so I have a couple hags. I've so far painted a anise hag and a, I don't, I'm not anise? sure. Yeah. What is, what is that? I think it's just like a purple hag. Oh, it's okay. a type of hag from like D&D. Um... Yeah, so I have six different types of hags, and I'm excited to finish their complete painting those. But um, my brother came over on the weekend, and we were painting together, and he has, like, he recently purchased these really small brushes. Because um, the one thing about getting into miniature painting, which, I mean, I like to paint in general, but getting into miniature painting is much more difficult because you need the tools in order to do it and there is special paint for it um and also if you're like buying unprimed minis then like you need to prime them and all that stuff as well Mm -hmm. well Um, so how much is that like to just get set up how much is that well you can get a lot of the stuff on amazon so it's not too bad and like i mean you don't need special stuff Mm -hmm. you can just use regular like acrylic paint i use that too you just have to kind of water it down so that it goes on smoother and the one thing about it too is that like you have to be fine with it looking bad at the beginning because it is going to look bad Mm. for the first few coats because the paint is so watery oh um it like well, you need it to be watery so you can maintain the details. Because if you put too much paint on, the details get lost within the thick coats of paint. So you need um, thinner coats of paint so that the details are there. Oh, like of the figure itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, so it's... Uh, so yeah, that's one tip for you if you want to try doing it. Make sure you use really thin coats of paint. And the small brushes are also super helpful um, so you can get the details down. Um, my brother also has a, a wash effect, which um, is like a, like, it's like a viscous um, liquid, but it's not as thick as paint. It's kind of like an olive oil consistency, um, and you use it like when you're finished painting the mini and it just like goes into all of like the crevices and just uh, defines oh yes i think it was he was telling me about that too yeah it's like the dark wash so you can see like on this lady here like all of the like folds and stuff on her clothes are pretty defined from mm. the wash um even like the skulls like you can see in their, their oh, eyes dang. are dark yeah because of that wash um so it's like 
really helpful for like adding a finishing touch and I don't have any of that myself. Um, so that's something that I'm going to try and invest in in the future. That and some more smaller paintbrushes because I have larger paintbrushes and it's hard to get. I have some small ones, but it's really hard to get the amount of detail that I want with the size of paintbrushes that I have. Well, like what, how small do they have to be? Like, I feel like the, the, uh, the, the size is, ba- is literally like you can count the amount of bristles on them with <laughs> how small they are. Uh, not, not that small, but, oh, okay. um, pretty, they have to be like small and like somewhat firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can get sets of like brushes for miniature painting. That's what my brother did. I think it only cost him like 20 or 30 bucks for like a set of like six oh, okay. brushes. That's not so bad. So I might invest in something like that. Um, it was also nice because they had like a triangular prism hold. Mm-hmm. So you could like really um, steady your hand while you're doing it because that's also super important. Um, Ooh, I, yeah, I was trying to think about Well, even when you were showing me these, I realized recently that like, I don't know what, I don't know if it's always been this way, but like, I can't keep my hands, like, like, I can't keep my hands still. It's really hard to do. Just in general, eh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I find it difficult, but I find it hard to like focus unless I'm like get really into it. Mm. Then I, like... Well, so I connected it to like when I was when I realized how anxious I was like getting before. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is tied to that, and then I I think I have to like undo whatever thing. But like, yeah, I can't keep my hands straight. So like, I, every time you show me all your miniatures, it's like this is great. I can't participate. Yeah, it's really not for everyone. I honestly didn't think it was for me because I don't usually like doing such tedious things. But um, the outcome is always like worth it Mm -hmm. in the end because it's just like this fun thing. And it like, I feel like painting is one thing where it's like, yeah, I did this painting and it is great. But the miniature is like this really cool 3D thing that it's like, wow, you painted that and the details are so cool and it's so small mm. that like the skill is very apparent yeah. on it. Which is kind of like nice to someone who maybe like doesn't know that much about art. It's like, wow, that's a cool, cool art thing that you did. <laughs> um, but yeah, painting miniatures is a new hobby of mine. Um, I really enjoy it and uh, yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah. My second thing. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something and I was just waiting. No. Um. Leave me alone. Okay, Melissa's doing some real gross things. I'm not going to say what they are. Because that's, again, I'm not going to put Melissa on blast on air. Uh, let me tell you how gross this is. It's pretty gross. <laughs> putting me on blast right now yeah but it could be anything you could be picking your nose you could be it depends on what people think are gross you know picking your bum my mom always used to say that as like a gross like a like oh you're just picking your bum and i'm like because I, I would think about it like i would always think about it the image would be like picking your nose so i'd be like that's the most disgusting imagery because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's more like taking the underwear out of your butt right like uh yeah like mo- most likely um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, my second thing is, uh, reading. Just doing that. Um. That's a good activity. It is. Everybody should read. 
What's your thing? <laughs> Actually, I was at uh, well, a couple of days ago when I was at EV Games. Uh, a couple, uh, a group of people were like leaving, and they started uh, like somebody said, "What's your thing?" And then they all started to like chime in on like my thing, sound effects, my thing's tuba, and I was like, "Oh man, these people are old." <laughs> well, relatively, they're like my age. <laughs> You're old. Uh, almost. Yeah, no. Ali's the oldest first. That just the way. Ain't that just spiggity spandle? Looks like I'm putting an alley on blast. I guess that's my new thing. <laughs> Is your new thing putting people on blast or, or saying the... <laughs> that you're going to put people on blast? Because I don't hear a lot of people say, I'm going to put that person on blast. And you said it more than I've heard in all of 2021. Um, Which is that phrase said. That's more than fair, actually. Unfortunately, um, Brendan has a few phrases that I would describe as cowabunga. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I will forgive I will forgive you for that. What are these phrases? I'm very curious. What are these phrases? We're not getting into it. Continue uh, oh. on about reading. Okay. Um but uh <laughs> So yeah, no, uh it's it's similar to like it's a similar feeling of like getting into an activity or like getting lost in an activity. Um, I used to read all the time, and I used to read pretty medium to bad books, and some of them were pretty good. Um, but like medium to bad was just like this book was all right. It was very like I read a couple books that were like ah oh, it's fine, and some books like changed my life, and then other books were like I shouldn't have bought this, <laughs> I made a mistake. Uh, but that's just like the nature of books, especially if you're like just taking a chance. Uh, there was one author, uh, I think his name is Jonathan Tropper. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, he wrote, um, I think he wrote This Is Where I Leave You. Let me look this up. This is where, no, it's right there. Oh, no. Can't spell. This is where I leave you. A guide to trees and identifying them through leaves. All right. So I think you could write a nature guide with that title. Most likely. I hope somebody will or has. Uh, so This Is Where I Leave You is uh, was made into a movie, which is actually pretty neat. Um, the movie was pretty good. It was alright. Um, but yeah, I, I can't remember why. I, I just picked up this book and I read it and I had such a great time with it. Um, and then... I just bought like all like a bunch of his books and I didn't like a lot of them. Uh, it, it was just like he kind of kept writing similar tangents or similar like ideas just like branded differently. Um, uh, and then the movie was like it was pretty good. Uh, when I read the book I felt like it was more serious. Has Adam Driver? Yeah uh, and uh, it stars Jason Bateman. Um, Honey! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, it's pretty great. But, um. If anyone knows anything about Jason Bateman, when I say the term honey, does that make you think of him? Yes or no? Please respond to our Instagram. (laughs) Let's make an Instagram poll next week about honey. Okay. Does Instagram have polls? Yeah. I thought. It's in your story. Oh, Oh, yes, 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 that's fair. Um, so. 
Yeah, I, and like, so the act of reading is really fun. You can like, it's always a gamble depending on which books. You can always go with like classics and stuff. Um, I can't remember if I talked about it before. My favorite book in the entire world so far, um, but still to this day, I guess I should say, um, is a book called Everything Matters. Did I not talk about Everything Matters? You did. I definitely, definitely did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just... When I read Everything Matters, I basically read it in like a week. And I know people can like read a book in a day and stuff, but I was doing school, so like give me a break. Um, and I've read books in like like a day or two. It's very exciting because you, you just get, you get so thrown into the world that nothing exists. It's like the same feeling I get when I play a video game and I'm very engrossed in it, but engrossed in the right way. Like if I play Witcher and so many things are happening, excuse me. Yeah, you get taken away by the fantasy. Yeah, so like I've had uh, moments where I've been reading and then when I stop reading because either I need to take a break or like something's happening, I'll like zone back into reality and I'll be like, oh, I'm starving and I need to use the bathroom. What's happening? Like my body shuts down because that's what happens. Um, I like, um, when you read, do you see pictures in your head? Sometimes. For me, like, oh, I, so I've, I, <sighs> I, on Tumblr, there's a lot of uh, nonsense, as I've Cowabunga. described. Hush. <laughs> there's a lot of nonsense, as I've described before, but there's a lot of, like, good, uh, basically, like, opinion writing, because somebody will just write a whole thing, and then if it's really good, it'll be reblogged a lot, and then I get to see it. Um, and, like, I've seen that kind of description, where it's like, what do you see when you read? Do you see pictures, or do you just, like, burn through the words? because it's easier for you to do that. Um, watching a movie or a show about a book always kind of like half ruins it for me because I love reading something um, and then making it up on my own and then seeing what other people kind of expected. Um, actually, so my, actually, what do you do? You brought that up, what, what, how do you read? I always see pictures. Okay. Like pretty, pretty much like my it's so weird to think about but it's like my imagination creates the whole yeah scene um it's like that when i play dnd too like i can see yeah. it so D &D, in my mind dnd does it really broken mm -hmm. um yeah it's uh and sometimes it's hard to like almost escape yeah that, well and like, i can see it like i mean the last book that i read was gideon the ninth which was a really good book have you not um, fin have you not started i haven't started harrow because you're sad uh yeah i'm having a bad time <laughs> oh i meant you were sad about it i thought you were sad about it oh yeah i am sad about it okay but also i'm just sad in general oh yes so and it's hard to once i start reading it i won't stop exactly because i read the other book in like a few days and yeah and, and you like, kept telling me about it and i was like man i really want to read this but you've basically told me everything so i need to like wait a bit before so i can like kind of forget it yeah um but my problem is with like books is that sorry this is your thing no no what are, I talk I talk during everything it's fine go um, it's party. just that like I feel like I saw a thing on Twitter that was like very relatable about binge watching shows and that's that like you know I love this show I can't remember any of the characters' names I don't remember anything that happened I can't tell you an actor that's in it I can't <laughs> tell you any plot point but I thought it was really good and I would recommend it to you. 
And it's like... I've never... So I will say that that is not relatable to me. That's... Yeah, see, I binge-watched so much stuff that I, like, forget stuff about it. I, like, can't remember gotcha. the character name. I can't remember, like, hardly anything about it. I know I liked it. Yeah. That's why I watched stuff so many times over, because I'm like, I don't remember what oh, happened. I'd watch things because it's fun. <laughs> well, I do that also. But also, no, I, I, I... understand. And that's what happens with me in books, too. More oh, so. I see. Is that, like... Because so much is I happening. I read books, but I, like, binge them, so I read them so quickly. And I remember it for a bit, but then my brain's like, goodbye. Because like, I didn't give myself enough time to process it, or, gotcha. I guess. But, yeah, and that was very relatable to see that on yeah. Twitter. So I was like, oh, this yeah. happens to other people. It's just like a, a binge and delete situation. <laughs> well, especially with things like that, like, not to get into, like, the whole consumption of media, but, um, when, like your brain is going to compartmentalize that you had such a great time with that. Um, and because you can have such a great time with things so quickly and so easily, it's like, boom, good time. What happened? Doesn't matter. Good time. Yeah. 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 And that's how I feel about a lot of things. I'll like recommend a book. It's like, <laughs> what is that book about? I Oops. don't, I don't really know, actually. I know generally. Yeah. But I well, mean, Gideon the Ninth, I remember quite a bit about it like overall so i'm really excited to read harrow but yeah sometimes my brain is just like kaboom <laughs> well like i feel like uh no i'm just staring off in the distance i'm sorry um i feel like depending on i don't i i, I forget sp specific like important things but I, I've never felt that like I don't I don't feel like I can relate to that but I feel like that is accurate so I don't know how to I guess reconcile how I feel about that feeling but I definitely feel it just say nice <laughs> nice thanks man sick love that cool <laughs> cowabunga cooler actually sorry I was cowabunga <laughs> cowabungus <laughs> oh man Anyways, uh, bringing Cowabunga into the new decade with to, into the 2020s, okay? With, bringing Cowabunga into the 2020s with, with the new twist, Cowabungus. <laughs> Saying it so quick. Oh, that's actually very exciting. Um, I don't think I have like much more to add on to that. It's just the whole experience. Oh, so the one thing I did want to talk about how you kind of create all like the imagery. Um, for D&D, I do, like, 90% of it. I get everything. Sometimes the faces are just, like, whatever. Like, character, like, whoever I'm playing with, I see all their faces. It's great. Um, and uh, sometimes the NPCs are just like, ah, it's a person. Um, but, like, in the book... So, have you ever seen Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yeah. Do you remember when Jim Carrey's character um, was going through the deletion of the memories and every time he tried to go back to a memory that was already deleted, like, faces would be gone or, like, things would be missing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sometimes when I'm reading a book, it's not scary. It's not, yeah. like, I'm not saying it's scary, but oh, yeah. that's what my brain will do because it, it's like, oh, oh I know... Oh, 100%. Yeah, like, yeah. I know what these are, but then I don't fill in everything. It's not like it's, like, super detailed in my mind, but it's okay. just, like, I, just want to I make that see clear. the characters generally and things yeah. are moving and it's like if there's like a monster i then kind of get that image. you have like the spatial awareness of, yeah yeah i just wanted to make that clear because like it's not supposed to be scary but like when yeah. you think of it conceptually it's a nightmare thinking about yeah. picturing a book yeah. um 
But yeah, and so I recently started reading American Gods. Um, in reading it, because Shadow, the main character, is racially ambiguous, I'm actually very excited that I uh, want or I know of the show because I just immediately plugged in a black man and I was like, yep. That's what I want, because if I didn't do that, I know that just because of the way the world is and the way I was brought up in it, it would have been a white man. Uh, just because the default for a lot, of, I'm breaking out of that a lot, which is great, but my default is still sometimes just a white dude. Um, so in, in this instance, it was great to have that reference, but I don't normally like having the reference um, because I, I want to know what my brain thinks is happening before I see somebody be like, this is it. And it's like, well, it's that's it forever now. Yeah, what's, what's your second thing? My second thing is um, manicures and pedicures. Yes, those are very good. Yeah, I um, recently was lucky enough to go to the spa with my mom and my aunt, and I got a pedicure, and it was a lovely experience. Oh, I'm so close to the microphone. Oh, no. I need to move away. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, the experience of getting a pedicure is essentially as follows. You go to a spa, you put your feet in some warm water, you... Sometimes it's bubbling. Sometimes it's bubbling. Sometimes you have a massage chair. Yeah. Your feet get scrubbed. They do a scrubby on the bottom of your feet. Depending on how much skin, they might put a cheese grater to it. Yeah, they don't usually do that. Well, it's, it's like really, if you're like severely callous. Yeah. Usually they use like a pumice type situation. That's fair. So just to clarify, you've had that beer cheese grater thing, right? I have. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. I feel like. It's not a common thing. I, feel I just like want to make sure I'm not going insane. I are moving away from that. It's probably bad it's, for your skin. harsh. Yeah. But I, I don't know anything about it. I just know I haven't seen that in a while. Gotcha. In the past few pedicures I've been to. Okay. Um, then you get a scrubby with exfoliator sometimes, mm -hmm. that's nice. Nails cut, trimmed, you get the little skin cut out. Yeah, they do, they go into all like the grooves and stuff, they really clean out your skin. Because like, as Your I'm toes have a bunch of weird skin. Yeah, no, whenever I clip my toenails, I, I noticed that the one time, and now like my big toes, like specifically, I will always clean that out myself. It's like, a, that's part of clipping my toenails. Um, wow. Yeah. I also get it. You also get it in your nails too. Yeah, but it's it's well. So in my yeah, I I don't know how to describe it because, anyways, it's not important. Yeah. Um. And so, because I haven't done this in a in a while, I looked up some uh, history. Ooh. Take us down history lane. I will. Okay. <laughs> I had it up and now it's gone for some reason. Um, a likely story. Yeah, so, um, interesting enough, this is mostly about manicures, um, but pedicures have a long history as well. This is from uh, the history of manicure and pedicures from leaf.tv, so take it with a grain of salt. Leaf.tv? What is that? I don't know, okay. but it was one of the first links, so I thought <laughs> I'll trust it. We're all, we're all full of facts today. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's also Wikipedia, so... Oh, no, this isn't the one. That's not the one. I wanted to look at this one. It's called Telling Talons, The History of the Manicure by in Mary Claire. Okay. Which is more reliable, I think. Um, so, the ancient Babylonians are one of the earliest, I guess, known 
folks who did uh, manicures. Um, and that dates back to 3500 BC. Okay. Uh, I want to, I'm curious to know what instruments or evidence shows that. Hmm. Well, ancient Babylonian men, it might be partially in like images, like um, that they have from those times, but manicured and colored their nails using coal with different colors representing different classes. The upper echelons wore black while the lower classes wore green. They also created the world's first and most lavish manicure set. The tools were made from solid gold. Oh my god. They had manicure sets. Um, The ancient Egyptians also um, were known for uh, manicures as well. 1300 BC, Cleopatra and and Queen Nefertiti um, were pioneers of all things opulent, popularized the manicure by rubbing their hands in rich oils and staining their nails using henna. Nice. I didn't, well, I guess that makes sense. I've only seen henna used on the skin. I've never actually seen it used on nails, but I... You can use it in your hair, too. Yes, I've seen that, too. Um, but yeah, so Cleopatra preferred a blood red hue, while Nefertiti opted for ruby. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that's very similar. Well, I know it's very distinct. Yeah. But, like... It's pretty, pretty similar. The bolder the color, the more power you had. So, again, it's very much... A symbol, class symbol, mm-hmm. in all of these things. It's just like, and I feel like manicures and pedicures are still kind of a class symbol because it's like you have to you afford, can be do able it, to it at home, yeah, which is fine, and you can still do a really nice job. But it is like an expensive thing to do all the time. I go very infrequently mm-hmm. when I go. It's a very nice treat for myself. Well, I feel like but... like the last couple of times has been with your mom because your mom's like, "Let's do this," and you're like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna pay for this, hell yeah." Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, you have like a bunch of different people throughout history. It's also common in um, China. Um, where is this? Because we're sorry, I had something else up and. Uh, Likely story. I'm just going to keep saying that. Sure. Apparently originating in China in 3000 BC, nail color also indicated one's social status. According to a Ming Dynasty manuscript, royal fingernails were painted black and red. Mm. We also have early depiction of manicures and pedicures were found on a carving from a pharaoh's tomb, and the Egyptians were known for paying special attention to their feet and legs. And of course, we learned a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, I just love it. I think it's very relaxing, and I thought it was interesting that it has dated back so far, where humans have enjoyed pampering themselves with nail and foot care. care. Well, Hand for, and feet care. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, even, like, no matter what, you're always working with your hands, for the most part, and... Not if you're rich. Well, no, well, not, like, not literally working, though. Like, you're constantly using your hands... Not if you're right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said that with the exact same inflection, though. That was nuts. Uh, and you're always walking. So, like, having, having, being able to pamper those um, Not if you're rich. extremities. 
yeah, it's has really always nice. been like a yeah, that's always gonna be a nice thing. Um, and yeah, I've gotten a pedi- I've gotten pedicures with you before, and I remember the lady was like, um, "Do you want a color?" I was like, "Yeah, give me dark green." She like looked at me funny, and I was like, "Whatever." Um, but I incur- basically I just thought that was kind of like a funny like yeah yeah why, why are you offering them color you didn't offer me and then she was like you want and I was like yeah um, I encourage everybody to go do that like it doesn't it's very matter very nice yeah yeah don't let toxic masculinity stop you from pampering yourself essentially <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. and, and get your toes toenails colored is real great <laughs> that's the lesson for today oh we have ten seconds uh, thanks to everybody uh, yeah uh, we'll talk to you next week probably okay love you bye.